ఓమ జ్ఞాన చేరంధస్య జ్ఞానంజన శ్లాఘ చక్షురు మిలితం ఏన తస్మై శ్రీ గురవే నమ subject is who is lord chaitanya very important subject i'm mostly based in india and travel around actually uh from some gujarat all over the world i think um but we find that people all over india they know about krishna not nearly as much as they should know but they have some basic idea or even if they know often they have mixed up hodgepodge ideas but they don't know much about Lord Chaitanya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or if they know they know maybe what they heard you know been taught in school that he was one of the great bhakti saints approximately 500 years ago who is chaitanya mahaprabhu is described in shri chaitanya charitamrita this is the edition of shri chaitanya charitamrita it's translated from bengali so there are many sanskrit verses uh, it's translated from bengali by shrila prabhupada this is the first volume there are eight volumes like this it's a big book which describes just as Srimad Bhagavatam describes or establishes who is Krishna who is Krishna according to Srimad Bhagavatam there are many descriptions they are summarized in the line Krishna to Bhagavan Swayam Krishna is the original personality of Godhead and there are many other verses describing the divinity of Krishna So Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam describe Krishna and they also describe Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu but in an indirect way Chanakalo Yadavavastha Sri Yugam This is described by Kalad Maharaj One of the uh, names of Narayana is Sri Yugi which means he only appears in three ages but Kalad Maharaj explains that Chanakalo He, is, he does appear in Kali Yuga but in a covered form and his appearance in Kali Yuga is described in Srimad Bhagavatam in the description of the Yuga avatars in each uh, Yuga there is a, an avatar who teaches the Yuga Dharma uh, the Yuga Dharma for Kali Yuga this Kali Yuga is Harinama Sankirtan chanting the names of Krishna and the Yuga avatar is described Krishna Varnam Tvisha Krishnam Sangopangastra Parshadam Yajyaya Sankirtana Praya Yajantihi Sumedha Saha It is described that Krishna appears and he, ch- he chants the name of Krishna but he is not the color Krishna he has a different form uh, and he appears with his associates and devotees and his weapons persons who are intelligent in this Kali Yoga which is unusual although everyone thinks they are intelligent but everyone is in the words of Srila Prabhupada damn fool number one 
because they think they're intelligent, but they don't know even the most basic point of spiritual knowledge that we are not the body, which Krishna, in the beginning of Bhagavad Gita, rebuked Arjuna. Ashochananda Sochastram, Kangyavadam Shabhasha Nanu You are talking as if you know a lot, Krishna told Arjuna, but you don't know the most basic thing, which is that uh, I mean, someone who's actually learned does not lament for that which simply comes and goes, namely the body. So, a person who is actually intelligent in this Kali Yoga, they perform, or they, they worship this form of the Lord who propagates Harinam Sankirtan by Sankirtan Yagya. You've all heard of Yagya, at least those who are from Indian background, which is uh, translated as best as possible as sacrifice. And there are various societies in India which cheat people by collecting money and performing some kind of useless sacrifice. And there are gurus who go village to village and extract money from people in the name of sacrifice, but in the form of yagya, in UP you'll find so many. They'll go village to village and tell people that now you have to give money for yagya and they don't want to do it and then they'll say, well if you don't do it I'll sit here and fast till death and then this way they forcibly extract money from people for some useless yagyas which have no benefit to anybody except to the uh, so-called guru. So uh, the only yagya for Kali Yoga is Sankirtan Yagya, chanting the names of Krishna. And the avatar who propagates this, who is that? It's he who chants the names of Krishna. So, so who has done that? Please turn off your cell phone. Who has done that? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Of course, this uh, term Mahaprabhu is often used in the Dalab Sampada for Dalab, Dalabhachari. I was from Gujarat and heard of Dalabhachai. But uh, correctly it can be applied to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, he is described in the list of Yuga avatars, but actually Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he is uh, not simply a Yuga avatar. He's more, there are various avatars. Yuga avatar, Lila avatar, Purusha avatar, Mandanda avatar, Shaktyavesha avatar, Guna avatar. These are six kinds of avatars. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Purna avatar or avatari. He is the complete uh, original form, non-different from Krishna. And avatari means he's the source of all the avatars. That means that although there are many avatars, Ram, Nishingha, Varaha, Kurma, Vamana, but the original of all, from whom they all come, is Krishna, and Krishna has come as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? This is the subject of the lecture. This is described in synopsis at the beginning of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. 
Yadadvaitam Brahma Upanishadi Tadapyasya Tanubha. The uh, Brahma Jyoti or the spiritual effulgence which less realized transcendentalists aspire to merge into. We've heard the phrase maybe Brahma Lean. Have you heard that phrase? Sometimes they say about different swamis. Brahma Lean. Didn't you hear that? Means he's merged into Brahma, although by looking at them it looks like Anna Brahma has merged into their body in large quantities. In other words, they're quite fat usually, these Brahma Lean Swamis. So, uh, but that Brahma Jyoti into which the, uh, the transcendentalists, they aspire to merge, that is described in the Upanishads. But that is simply the effulgence of the body of the person being described as his verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Ya Atmanta Yami Purusha Itityo Samsabhivavaha. And the Paramatma Antaryami, the Supreme Lord who resides in everyone's heart and in every atom. That is simply his partial expansion. Shadaishvarya Purna Yaiha Bhagavan Swayamayam Nachitanyat Krishna Jagati Parasattvam Paramiha The Supreme Personality of God has replete with six principal opulences. That is He. There is no one superior to Him. So that is the description. There is no truth superior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If you at all come to this temple or read Srila Prabhupada's books, you must have heard the phrase, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. God is a common term in English. It's a vague term. More precise is Srila Prabhupada used the term Supreme Personality of Godhead. People generally tend to, they tend to think of God as some vague force or that God, anyone can define God in any way they like and you can choose your own God or make up your own God or make yourself God or become God. Supreme Personality of Godhead. Paramam Purusham Divyam described in Bhagavad Gita. That is the more precise description. Supreme Personality. He is not... The Supreme is not simply a force or a power, but He is the personal source of all power. So that term is applied to Krishna. That is rightly applied to Krishna, not to anyone else. Not to Sai Baba or any other Baba, nor even to Indra or Chandra, or only to Krishna. Of course, there are the other forms of Krishna, Rama, Nrsimha, Varaha, Kurma. They're all Narayan forms. The original form is Krishna. So that same Supreme Personality of Godhead, that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But the difference is that he's a very unusual form. Of course, all the forms of the Lord, they're unusual in the sense that uh, they're extraordinary. God is extraordinary. He is unusual. We hear descriptions of Krishna lifting Govardhan Hill 
we hear descriptions of Nrsimhadev. Here he is, half lion, half lion, half man form, with so many arms ripping apart the body of Hiranyakashipu. And we say, well, I, 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 I don't think anyone could do that. If we say that, that is atheism, because. Why should we expect God to... No man can do that, that's a fact, no ordinary person. But then the Supreme Person, the Supreme... If He's the Supreme, then He should be doing something different to everyone else. Otherwise, what's the meaning of Him being Supreme? If He's not doing something extraordinary and that's unimaginable for us, then uh, what's so special about Him? So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but he doesn't appear to perform uh, activities that are instantly recognizable as extraordinary. He, he doesn't just go downhill, he doesn't rip demons apart, uh, he doesn't expand his body like Vamanadev did to cover the whole universe. But he performs actually the most extraordinary activity of all. Uh, which is that he delivers pure love of Krishna. Therefore, he is prayed to Namo Mahavada Nyaya Krishna Prema Padaya Say Krishna Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gora Namaha. He is prayed to as being the most magnanimous of all the forms of Krishna. Krishna comes Yada Yada His Harmasya Gladiya Bhavati Bharata. Abhutanam adharmasya tadatmanam sujamyaham. Krishna comes to, rect- to rectify whenever there is a decline in dharma and an upsurge of adharma. So Krishna does that. He comes in various ages and uh, Krishna himself in his original form when he comes he speaks Bhagavad Gita. And he makes the extraordinary promise, Sarva Dhamman Paritka Jamame Kamsharanam Vajaham Twang Sarva Pape Dhyo Moksha He says that if you just surrender to me, I will deliver you from all your sinful reactions. So this is extraordinary because considering how many sinful actions we have done, even if we are proud of being vegetarians and uh, we are still sinful even if we're eating vegetarian food, it's not offered to Krishna. But uh, even being in this material world, uh, at every moment we're committing sinful activities. We've done so for millions of lifetimes. And although we might be, not in my case, but in some of your cases, you might be born in a pious Gujarati family, but uh, how how many lifetimes, of how many different sinful births have we been through? So we have practically unlimited sinful reactions and to counteract them by there is the process of pious chitta by performing various penances we can become free from the effects of sinful reactions but uh, even while we're performing penances we may inadvertently be committing more sins so it's very difficult to get free from uh, sinful reactions and to become free from this material world it's very difficult to get out. That's why the, the, uh, those who want to be Brahmalin, who yes. want to become liberated from this material world, they perform severe austerity. They may 
sit in a Himalayan cave and meditate, or sit in a cold river in the winter and meditate. It's pretty difficult to meditate in a cold river. All you, all you can think of is get jumping up. How long do I have to stay here? Or in the heat. Those who actually live in India, they know what the summer sun is like. And then they may, uh, in the heat of the summer, 40 plus Celsius, what that is, still use Fahrenheit here. There must be 100, more than 110 Fahrenheit. Unimaginable in England. When it goes above 80 degrees, people are, call it a heat wave. So uh, in the heat, they'll sit in the hot summer sun and build fires all around them and sit and meditate. These are the kind of austerities that people do to try to become self-realized. Even then, it's very difficult to become self-realized by this process of performing austerities. It's very difficult to control the mind because the mind is very fickle due to being influenced by so many simple reactions from so many previous lives. Very difficult. It's almost unimaginable how to get free from all these sinful reactions. But Krishna makes the extraordinary promise: "You just surrender to me, just once. You just make this uh, uh, this uh, determination to surrender to me, and I will deliver you from all sinful reactions." So, I, how kind is Krishna? But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is even much more kind than Krishna. He is Krishna, but more kind. And Krishna says, you surrender to me and I will deliver you. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is seeing everyone so fallen in Kali Yuga, people haven't got the slightest idea how to, to surrender to Krishna. They're not in, in the name of religion, they're performed, they, they religiously kill millions of cows. And how, hypocrit how hypocritical. The most sinful thing, and they do it religiously. They think it's a religious act to bleed cows to death. In the, name of in the name of religion, so much irreligion is going on. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he uh, doesn't, even though Krishna says, you surrender to me, then I'll deliver you. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he doesn't wait for people to come to him. He goes out looking for them. He goes out and catches the conditioned souls of Kali Yuga and pours the sweet names of Krishna into their ears and delivers them, gives them the prospect of attaining Krishna Prem, which even most devotees of Krishna, they have very little idea about. Most, even people who are very pious and devotional and worship Krishna, uh, they're thinking, well, Krishna will look after me. To look after my home and my business and my family and my health and we'll all live happily ever after and in the next life also. So most people, they have very little idea of what actual love of Krishna is. And, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches that to the superlative level. We've heard of the gopis of Vrindavan, but very few people have much idea actually what is the standard of love of the gopis of Vrindavan but that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's special uh, his special contribution that he gives the possible by, by the very 
simple process of chanting the names of Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives the opportunity to come to the level of loving Krishna at, at the topmost level, that of the residents of Vrindavan and especially of especially the, uh, the gopis of Vrindavan. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is uh, described also in the beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Anarpita chirin chirat kurunyavatirano kalau samarpiyatamana tajvalarasa svaparti shriyam harif purata sundara juti kadamba sandhikita sada vidya kanda res kurutu Anyone who reads this Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they will be blessed by Rupa Goswami and by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami at the beginning of their works. They invoke the blessings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Many people come to sadhus and ask for blessings. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami gives the blessing that may Chaitanya Mahaprabhu always reside within your heart. That's the best prayer. People come ask for blessing. What blessing? I have a bad back. Kill my bad back. Or oh, it's my children's, uh, it's my child's birthday. Or oh, they have an exam coming up. Or oh, this and that. So many materialistic blessings people are looking for. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's devotees, they give blessings just like one Brahmana wanted to give a blessing to his, he gave a blessing to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. May all your material happiness be spoiled. Oh, that was a blessing, that was considered a curse. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very happy. Yes, thank you very much. It's exactly what I want. No material happiness. As long as we are aspiring for material happiness, then we cannot accept the blessings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Bhukti, Mukti, Spriha, Yavad, Pishachi Vridhi Vartate, Tavad Bhakti Sukharshyatra, Katama Ved Rupa Goswami, the chief follower of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, has said that the desire for material enjoyment, if you desire to be happy with your family, friends, money, bank balance, and all these things, Rupa Goswami describes it like this desire is like a witch within the heart that sucks, a witch, they suck the blood, they suck our energy. Or even if we desire to be free from all these things, that's another kind of witch. Any desire other than that to serve Krishna, that robs us of the actual goal of life, which is simply to love Krishna. We neither desire to enjoy this material world, nor to be released from. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's blessing is to give pure love of God free from any material desire. So the, the love of God that he gave, that, that is highest standard, this was not offered for a very long time. Krishna comes to this world once in a day of Brahma, very long time. And after Krishna comes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes. And Krishna comes in Kali Yuga, which is very bad. Very bad age. Everything about Kali Yuga is very bad. Kale, Dusha, Nidhi, Raja. 
the Kali Yuga is like an ocean of thoughts. Imagine if you're in an ocean. If you go up, there's water. Down, there's water. Left, water. Right, water. Ahead, water. Behind, water. Everywhere, water. So in Kali Yuga, everywhere you look, there's simply full of vice and corruption and sin and falsity and perversity in every field of life and everyone's mind and everyone's dealing it's a very bad age it is a dosha nidhi it is an ocean of faults but there is one good thing there is one great quality which makes Kali Yoga very good and that is that in this age, simply by chanting the name of Krishna, one can be free from all these bad effects and achieve the ultimate goal of life very easily. It's very difficult to attain pure love of Krishna in other ages which are more uh, suitable for spiritual life. But in this age which is most unsuitable for spiritual life, people say they don't believe in, they don't believe in heaven, they don't believe in hell, they don't believe in God, they don't believe in sin, they don't believe in hell, but they make hell here on earth. They're busy doing that. So, people have made the, the, the world into a hellish situation, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by this simple and joyful process of chanting Hare Krishna, makes it very easy to attain the highest goal of life which isn't attainable even by many yogis or very greatly sense controlled people or even very many pious people by this process of chanting Hare Krishna everyone can be delivered and go back to God this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's great gift I, I wrote a book it's in English it's also been translated so far in uh, Russian, Hindi, Gujarati, Telugu, Tamil, and maybe some other. Uh, I wrote this book about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because, actually, especially for India and devotees all over the world, but because people they don't know about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Can you imagine if someone came and uh, he wants to give you a million pounds? which is nothing compared to what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wants to give you. He may take away your million pounds and give you something much better. Oh, now you're a friend. <laughs> so, uh, someone comes to give you something very valuable, but somehow you don't know or you don't take it seriously or you think, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. What do I need that for? There's a story. Indra, he became cursed to become a pig. Indra is so much heavenly happiness. He became a pig and then he had Mrs. Pig and Piglets. And then Brihaspati, uh, the guru of Indra and of all the demigods, wanted to call Indra back. Hey, we need you back in Swargaloka. Said, what do you mean, Swargaloka? I'm going to great here. I'm living with Mrs. Pig and uh, Little Piggy 1, Little Piggy 2, Little Piggy 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. You know, what do I want to go to heaven for? This is heaven. So everyone's uh, 
just like a pig in stew, forgetting what their, their real happiness. Of course, even the happiness of Indra, that's nothing compared to what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says. But everyone's attached to their little situation. They don't, they're not very serious to know who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you can see, if you can see this picture, those of you who are closer, you can see that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was always simply absorbed in ecstasy by chanting Hare Krishna, remembering Krishna, especially by singing the names of Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was always immersed in Krishna praying. He is Krishna, but he's come to experience what is the bliss of Krishna praying and to give that to others. Everyone take it. Just take it. Take it. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very merciful. Unfortunately, people don't have much idea. They may think he's just some other saint. So this little book is, I, I wrote this specifically as an introduction to, uh, so that people can get an idea. Who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? What are his wonderful pastimes? How by simply remembering Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how all the uh, misconceptions, all, all anxiety, all uh, dirty things in the heart, they're all cleared away and our path to loving Krishna is very clearly open. So I wrote this book, it's a little overview of what is the position of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, what are his teachings and his uh, wonderful pastimes, Gorangera Lila, his very sweet pastimes. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes, they are very sweet. Krishna is very sweet. But sometimes he uh, performs activities which at least superficially don't appear to be so sweet. Killing demons, actually that's also, everything Krishna does is sweet. But some things are sweeter than others. Or some have, some of his pastimes have an admixture of other feelings. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes, they're simply sweet. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he doesn't kill the demons. Because in Kali Yuga, if you have to kill the demons, there's going to be no one left. So, how are we going to establish dharma? Everyone is performing demoniac activity. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he kills the demons by transforming them into great devotees. And there are many examples, the most famous are Jagai and Madhai, who were living in Navadvip where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed his early pastimes and they were greatly sinful people, highly sinful. I mean, nowadays they'd just be considered normal, respectable people, but in those days it was considered very bad. There were drunkards and meat eaters and uh, cheaters and, you know, today they'd be, well, murderers, that's not considered so good, even today. Of course, murder, abortion, that's also murder and that's considered quite, uh, quite respectable. So, animal murderers, killing animals, millions of animals in the slaughterhouses, that's considered quite normal and respectable and the proper thing for every uh, self-respecting English beef eater. So, uh, Jagan Mahatai, they were very simple, even more so because they were from Brahmana family. 
and they even attacked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, assistant, Madhai, attacked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's the uh, form of Balaram. Krishna came as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Balaram came as Nityananda Prabhu. So they very simply attacked him with the Madhai attacked him with his wine pot and caused Nityananda to bleed. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, even to such sinful people, he, uh, rather than killing them, or he gave them love of Krishna and completely changed their sinful propensities. So in Kali Yuga we all have a, uh, actually not in, only in Kali Yuga, but particularly in Kali Yuga, the sinful propensity is very prominent. But by taking the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we can be free from that and attain the highest love of Krishna. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu distributes his mercy principally by the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. We are chanting, this, is not, this movement is known as the Hare Krishna movement. Because we chant, what do we chant? You all know? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's contribution. What has he done for the world? Did he open hospitals? Did he open schools? Did he uh, open leprosy camps? Or make plans for increasing the crop production? Did he open businesses? No, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did none of these things. So what did he do? He gave the chanting of Hare Krishna. The whole spiritual world is there with the Maha Mantra. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave the Maha Mantra. Unfortunate people cannot appreciate his contributions. They think if someone opens hospitals or helps lepers, they really helps lepers to uh, cure some become cured from some disease, they're actually helping people. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not on such a superficial platform. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to actually help people in, in the best possible way, in the only possible way, because helping lepers doesn't really help them at all. Because they, they became lepers by the mentality of avoiding Krishna. And again they'll become lepers, and if you help lepers you'll also become a leper. Uh, everyone, everyone becomes a leper in due course of time. So what's the use of opening leper hospitals, or any hospital? Of course it has some intermediate use, but it's, uh, it's only temporary, it's only for the body. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives that which is really required for everyone, which is pure love of Krishna. And he gives it by chanting the holy names of Krishna. Those who are fortunate, they will take to it. Some people who are very sinful, they're not inclined to it, and their, their fortune didn't arise yet. But there's another way by which you can be, be unfortunate and not take seriously the Krishna consciousness, and that's by being pious. And many of you may be in that situation, because you're very pious, you're not inclined to take Krishna consciousness very seriously, because you think, well, I'm very good, I'm, uh, I'm a good Hindu, and I go to the temple every so often and put some money in the box, and uh, that's all right, and then the other people chant Hare Krishna, or I'll do sometimes when I go to the temple. But uh, feeling somewhat contented with the 
worldly blessings of God which are not actually a blessing. They're like, it's uh, maya, so it's, it appears to be something good, but it's actually holding us in this material world. So if we are unfortunate, we, we may be what we think is materially comfortable. And for that reason we may not take to chanting Hare Krishna. But this materially comfortable situation is another trick of Maya because one becomes old and dies and has to be reborn and goes on and on and on. But we live comfortably and we have a retirement plan and a pension scheme and we live comfortably in our old age and gradually wither away and the body withers away and we pass into another body and it goes on and on, repeated birth and death. So uh, being being extremely sinful, that may be an obstruction to taking to Krishna consciousness. And being pious, that can also be an obstruction. One cannot actually uh, hear the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One cannot take it very seriously because he is materially content. So uh, I pray to Maya Devi, who is the servant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that she all gives you uh, sufficient kicks and that you uh, actually become serious about Krishna consciousness and take up Krishna consciousness very seriously. Otherwise, you're coming here and saying Jai, Jai Jagadisha Hare and going away again. And then I've heard it said that some, te- some come from the temple and stop at the McDonald's out on the corner. I suppose those of you who are coming to the lecture and listening that you're not in that category. But uh, Sunday to the temple and then Monday TV is back on and watching all the nonsense and all these kinds of things. So I pray, yeah, I pray that Maya Devi do her duty as a good servant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, give you whatever is required that you can take up the gifts of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very seriously. Because after all, what is the use? Even if you're as Rich as... Who's rich in England? Hindujas. Who? Mittal. He's rich. Mr. Mittal. Another in India. Ambani is here. India. All these rich people. Bill Gates is rich. What's the use? What is the use? Without love of Krishna, everything is completely useless. When one gets even a slight drop, of the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He can appreciate that everything in this world except surrendering to Krishna is completely useless. So, having said that, I'll finish here and if there's any question, you can kindly ask it. You have a question. Let's see if anyone else. No? Alright, you ask. Is there any other way to approach Krishna in this Kali Yoga than, than through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Well, in one sense, uh, everyone is approaching Krishna, directly or indirectly. Uh, the process of Bhakti Yoga is the direct process. There are other sampradayas uh, who also worship Krishna. But uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's process is undoubtedly the best. I, I mean, we don't see this, the same life of bhakti 
as we see. Even the the uh, Western devotees, especially when coming new, they may not have, or actually Indians also nowadays, they have no idea of any culture or any anything what's in Shastra. So, Indian or non-Indian, it doesn't make any difference. Indians have all become Pakistanis. So, uh, no one knows anything about proper behavior. Or, but uh, the, the people who take the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement, they, they, we can see manifest in their enthusiasm to, the enthusiasm to chant the holy names of Krishna is itself evidence of the mercy of Krishna. And that devotees, uh, even coming from very sinful backgrounds, they give up meat and fish and eggs and even tea and coffee, which many pious Hindus, they can't imagine giving it up. Why? Because they don't want even a... Of course, drinking tea is not a grossly sinful activity. It's not as bad as uh, eating beef. But it's an obstruction to developing pure love of Krishna. And to those who are serious about Krishna consciousness, they, they consider Krishna consciousness so monumentally important, which it is, that they don't want any obstruction, therefore they accept its rule. Yes, please. You are insisting about the many times Oh, we have a mic now. All right. Modern technology has come. I'm insisting about meeting. Yes. Well, no, I'm insisting. So I'm not exactly insisting. I'm just pointing out that it's sinful. It's an example of a grossly sinful activity, which is very common. In the modern yeah. So it says, yeah. That doesn't mean that you should be a meat eater. And he is near the Yes, he is. So is Garuda a meat eater? Garuda? Garuda, have you heard of Garuda, the carrier of Lord Vishnu? Well, the. Well, because Lord Krishna himself states in Bhagavad Gita that he only accepts patram puspam phalam toyam yome bhakta prayachati tadaham bhakti prahitam ashtami That is the general rule for all devotees. Some devotees who have a particular service, uh, they may have different allowances. That doesn't mean it's for everyone. If you can serve Krishna in the same way that Arjuna does or Garuda does, then you can ask Krishna for permission to eat meat also. Otherwise, don't. I think you are only speaking to the particular um, branch of the uh, culture you are speaking about. Particular branch of culture? You believe. You believe. What's your name? Lakshman. You're from? Where are you from? Lakshman from India. And you believe. So let's declare it. Put it in all the newspapers. Lakshman from India believes something or other. But what is your position? What is your authority? What's, what's, what's the... Uh, why should anyone take seriously what you believe? No, we I'm should believe what Krishna states in Shastra. I'm not asking a question to you. Mm. I'm, not asking, I'm not asking you to believe me. Okay, I'm no, but I'm just pointing out that your statement, I believe, 
It, it just demonstrates the normal standard of incredible false egoism by which people think that what they believe is very important. When, when you're totally insignificant, you're, you're, you're no significance either materially or spiritually, uh, and just you, you haven't studied Shasta very deeply, you're living a materialistic life, and then you say, I believe, as if we all have to take it seriously. We have the words of Shastra and of the Acharya. This is what we should believe. These are the words of self-realized people. It's not just that anyone can come and say, I believe, and then we oh, oh, really, oh, oh. No. You have to look. Just like uh, you can go into a group of mathematicians and say, well, I, I don't believe in geometry. Uh, who, uh, why should they take you seriously? How about the thing that the same thing here? Why did you, you, you become an expert in mathematics and then people will take what you say, they might take what you say seriously. But without any training or any practice, and you come in and you want to say that, well, I've got something important to say, why should anyone take this seriously? Of course, not only you, everyone says, I believe. So, but it's, uh, it's a monstrosity. So, that's the question of I believe. So that's because, yeah, all right, because it's a nonsense statement, that's why. I'm just pointing it out for your benefit if you'd like to take, if you'd like to take it seriously. Well, I'm just pointing out that your question may be on the wrong basis. Yes, well, that's what you think, that's what you believe, that is not the issue. But I'm pointing out that you have some basic misunderstanding by which your question is on a wrong basis. And if you have a little humility, you might accept it instead of sitting here and arguing. You might want to actually learn something. That's why I'm asking a question. No, but you don't want to learn. I want to learn. If you want to learn, then you have to become a submissive. And I'm just pointing out that the very statement, I believe, represents a whole a uh, mistaken mindset which makes it very difficult for you to learn anything about spiritual life. You haven't realized that. You think you are already qualified to learn. I'm just pointing out that you have to change your mindset before you can even begin to learn. It's not just a matter of asking questions. It's not an academic subject. You can just learn 2 plus 2 equals 4. Spiritual knowledge, one can begin to receive that when one has the required mindset. Therefore, one has to go to a guru, as stated by Lord Christian Bhagavad Gita, the first thing is one has to bow down. One has to become submissive. You don't like that, then you can't learn. You think it's a joke. Well, 